Our scripture today comes from the book of Ezekiel. We're in the 33rd chapter, and I'll be reading verses 1 through 9. The word of the Lord came to me. O mortal, speak to your people and say to them, If I bring the sword upon a land, and the people of the land take one of their number as their sentinel, and if the sentinel sees the sword coming upon the land and blows the trumpet and warns the people, then if any who hear the sound of the trumpet do not take warning, and the sword comes and takes them away, their blood shall be upon their own hands, upon their own heads. They heard the sound of the trumpet and did not take warning. Their blood shall be upon themselves. But if they had taken warning, they would have saved their lives. But if the sentinel sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, so that the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any of them, they are taken away in their iniquity, but their blood I will require at the sentinel's hand. So you, mortal, I have made a sentinel for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked ones, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from their ways. The wicked shall die in their iniquity, but their blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from their ways, and they do not turn from their ways, the wicked shall die in their iniquity, but you will have saved your own life. The word of the Lord for the people of God. There's a great little story credited to a second century rabbi whose name I cannot pronounce that goes like this. There was once a man who bought a ticket on a ship and one night while the ship was out at sea, it began to sink. The crew running frantically through the boat to see where the leak originated, discovered that the man was in his cabin drilling a hole in the floor. What on earth are you doing? They yelled as the water poured in. But the man looked at them and said, I paid for this cabin and I can do whatever I want with it. What difference does it make to you? That's the whole story. Maybe more of an image than a story, I guess, but what a great image. And I've been holding on to this little vignette in my back pocket, waiting for the day when I couldn't wait any longer to do a sermon on all those self-absorbed jerks and jerkettes in the world who don't seem to care how their actions impact others. I had already started assembling my list of sermon illustrations. People who talk too loudly on their cell phones, of course. RV owners who run their noisy generators at all hours, ruining the peace and quiet the rest of us went camping to find in the first place. Sorry, I just went camping. People in front of me at the stoplight who are so self-absorbed and checking their phones that they miss the green light. People behind me at stoplights who can't show a little grace when I'm checking my phone and miss the green light. Yes, the list was well on its way. And then it occurred to me that maybe there's another way of interpreting this story. What if this isn't a tale of someone who doesn't care how their actions impact others, but rather a tale of someone who can't imagine that their actions could be so impactful? Here's what I mean. 
We are increasingly living in a world where the systems and institutions that shape our lives feel so big and so powerful and so far away that we are left without a sense of agency or influence over them. A simple call to your credit card or cell phone company will quickly confirm this feeling. The multinational corporations, the social media giants, the political behemoth of Washington, and the medical and insurance bureaucracies do not operate, to borrow a phrase from the Kentucky farmer and poet Wendell Berry, on a human scale. What Mr. Berry meant by this, he once described this way. He said he knew a fellow farmer who insisted that no one should milk more than 20 cows a day. If you milk 20 cows, the farmer argued, you'll see each one. If you milk more than 20, you won't see any of them. A thousand cow dairy, he explained, may be more efficient in its production of milk, but for both the animals that support it and the men and women who work it, such an enterprise is also necessarily less humane. And this got me thinking differently about the man on our ship. Maybe he isn't selfish, he's just demoralized. Maybe he isn't callous, he's just despondent. Because maybe he can't imagine what difference it could make to the whole ship, what he does on his, in his tiny little cabin. Which is how I think a lot of people feel in our country these days. I suspect many of you at times, have felt the urge to check out of our political process and give up on the hard work of staying engaged in our public life. What good, after all, can any one of us really do? How much impact can any one of us really have? So if you can identify with that at all, I want to say that our prophet Ezekiel has a word for you. Ezekiel lived through the Babylonian exile more than 2,500 years ago. So he didn't have to worry about trying to find a real person to talk to when his Netflix account goes down. But his world really wasn't so different. It was just as big a mess then as it is now. And people weren't treating people the way they should be treating each other. And leaders weren't leading the way they should be leading. And the capital, Jerusalem, was full of greed and corruption. It was arguably as tempting then as it is now to say the heck with it all and no one could have blamed Ezekiel for wanting to get out of the prophet business entirely. There's a joke there about him entering the nonprofit sector. I know it. But God says to Ezekiel, look, you've got to think of yourself as a sentinel, a guard. If the sentinel sees danger, his job is to blow the trumpet. And if he blows the trumpet and people don't heed the warning, well, then woe to them. The sentinel has done everything that God has asked. But if you see the danger and you don't sound the trumpet, if you stay silent and on the sidelines, well, then whatever happens will not just be woe to them, but woe to you. Actually, God says it exactly this way. If I say to the wicked, O oh, wicked ones, you shall surely die, 
and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from their ways. The wicked shall die in their iniquity, but their blood I will require at your hand. That's some pretty serious woe. And it says to me that it really matters to God that we speak up and stand up for what we believe is right. It really matters. And we might just be held accountable when we don't. Remember, sin can come from the things we do, but also from the things we don't do. In Ezekiel's day, this meant standing up for the values of the Mosaic law, values of caring for the widow and the orphan and the immigrant. And it must have taken all of Ezekiel's courage. In our day as Christians, it means standing up for the values of Jesus, values of loving your neighbor and caring for the poor, hospitality for the stranger, and help for those in need. And it will require all of our courage, too. There are all kinds of reasons these days to check out and sit on the sidelines. You may be sick and tired of just all the conflict. You may certainly feel cynical about our political system. You may think your voice won't be heard anyway, that your vote doesn't count, that your efforts won't matter. And you know what? You may be right. But Ezekiel says, that's not the point. We stand up for the values of the gospel because we follow Jesus and because it's the right thing to do. What happens after that? Well, that's not up to us. At such a crucial time in the world and in our country, woe to us if we fail to find the strength and the courage to stand for the values of our faith at this time when they are being so seriously tested. The church has so often failed to call out bigotry and cruelty right under its nose. And Christians so often have remained silent or even stood with the exploiters instead of those being exploited. And so often we have chosen the safety of the sidelines because it wasn't our lives being threatened. The next few months will say a lot about the kind of country that we are. And each of us has to wrestle with what we believe and what we will stand for or fail to stand for. And all I can say to you is stay close to the values of your faith, compassion, inclusion, welcome, hope, forgiveness, and grace, and sound those trumpets in every way you can think to do. Amen.